0: All righty, hello everyone, welcome to Friday, glorious, beautiful, lovely, nice-smelling Friday. I am Derek Hunter, I am your host, it's the 16th of September, 2022. And it is, again, a glorious, glorious Friday, which means that tonight at midnight Eastern time, the week F and review will be up at patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast and at derekhunter.locals.com, whichever one makes you comfortable. I find, uh, I find, I still find Patreon easier to navigate and use. But if you're into locals, locals is there for you. Uh, I just encourage you, invite you, implore you to support the program because. I appreciate it. It helps me out immeasurably for all the hours and hours and hours that I put into this program to just get a little back. I thank you, everybody who supports it. Plus, you, while you're there, enter to win the contest. signed books either by uh, Billy Idol or Brad Thor this week. First edition, autographed by the authors, your choice. Somebody's going to win. Why not you? Check it out at uh, patreon.com or uh, patreon.com slash Podcast or at local derekhunter.locals.com. I'm not drunk yet, although it seems like it. Anyway, let's start the program. There is, as always, a bunch of stuff going on where you're sitting there and you're scratching your head going, what in the hell? How do these people come up with these things, and how do these people live with themselves? That's my favorite question about leftists. How do you live with them, with yourselves? It's a double standard. I get it everybody uh has standards that they hold other people to that they couldn't possibly live up to on certain things they just do it's you have higher expectations for someone than you have for yourself or whatever it is. I get it, but on everything on every single damn thing that's where you are that's what you do i i couldn't imagine living like that couldn't imagine you know the the uh the bomb. With the the Marlboro hanging out of her mouth, going, "Don't you smoke? Don't you smoke? You're stupid if you smoke." And it's just like, "Hey, wait, a second. I got questions. I got questions. You're you're making your teeny because it's twelve oh one. So uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and suggest that maybe you are not the uh, greatest arbiter of health, nor are you the best messenger for such a, a message about such a thing." It's the hypocrisy that drives me nuts. And I love it when hypocrites get karma, the boomeranging effect of karma. We've seen this with the uh, shipping, the busing, thought Democrats were all in favor of busing, of illegal aliens to various enclaves in the country where Democrats reign. Democrats reign supreme. Make no doubt about it. These places are bastions of liberal Democrats. They're fully protected there. It doesn't matter what they do. These are the types of politicians who could uh, be whipping puppies by the tail into a wood chipper while calling their constituents complete and total morons, and they'd still squeak by with 80% of the vote. You sit there and you go, that's horrible. How can people be so stupid? But then you realize that people are just that stupid and you go, this is what you vote for. This is what you get. You can't expect me to care if you get what you vote for repeatedly. And if upon getting it every single time you go, oh no, this is not what we wanted. This is not what we signed up for. This is horrible. You then go back and vote for him again. You go back to the well. That's the, the type of person who takes a drink of milk and goes i think this is i think this milk has turned and then they take another drink and go uh, yeah no this this definitely has turned and then they chug the rest of the glass and then they throw up wildly and you sit there and you go i have no sympathy for you none whatsoever I might not even drive you to the hospital if you get that sick. Just you sitting. You did this to yourself. What are you doing? Why do you keep doing this? Well, the reason is that the Democratic establishment has so ingrained in people through the brainwashing process that the alternative is worse. Those damned Republicans. Yeah, Re- Democrats haven't exactly turned philadelphia around they haven't exactly turned the south side of chicago around it has been a a hellhole for ever since capone left but uh you know republicans if they had gotten in charge it'd be worse and you do have to ask you at a certain point i would think anyway i mean i don't I've never been in that situation. I've always been a, a rational human being with a, a higher IQ than my shoe size. So it's one of those things where you sit there and you, you look at other people and you're befuddled about, you know, some people eat pig's feet. They might be the most delicious thing in the world, but there's a whole lot of other parts of the pig you could eat before you get to the feet. I'm going to, I'm going to pass on the pickled pig's feet. You could people eat tongue might be the most delicious thing ever, but I can comfortably live the rest of my life not knowing that. I can. There are enough other things to to consume that I don't have to worry about that one. I don't. I don't have to indulge that one. You can tell me that. Whatever uh, eating. Um, what were those? Bu- the cicadas. The cicadas. Oh, cicada soup is divine. Oh my goodness, it is uh, the liquid form of orgasm right there in a bowl. And you just you put some lentils in there and some corn and some cicada eyeballs and boy howdy, it really rivals anything that the Bunny Ranch could offer. Like I, I'm, I'm okay with not knowing. I'm okay with not knowing. It's not even like I'll sit around and speculate and go, geez, what could that possibly be? Nope, I don't care. It's eating bugs. (laughs) I don't... It'll add 10 years to your life. Yeah, well, those 10 years might probably be spent in a a wheelchair growling at the uh, folded towels on the table over something. Yeah, you can have those 10 years. I'm not going to eat crickets. Well, um... (laughs) Howard, there's a fine fine visual to start off the program with, isn't it? Eating bugs. Eating bugs. (laughs) Well, you have a a situation where these people have been convinced. You're probably sitting there going, Derek, where the hell are you going with this? These people have been convinced that the alternative is somehow worse. But none of them can articulate how 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 what would rep- if you were trying to destroy baltimore for example and really if you were some sort of secret clansman who wanted to keep black people down what would you do differently cuz baltimore's doing it baltimore's doing a hell of a job economy in the toilet the education system is i don't know the vaseline around the rim of the toilet making sure that nobody can climb out of that toilet it doesn't teach kids it, it just warehouses them and you sit there and you go this is terrible and it is terrible but for 60 plus years continually they have the residents have reelected people different people lots of different people. But the same philosophy, the same political party that gets you the same result, the actual physical structure of the being of the people who are really horrible leaders and doing damage to you and and screwing everything up. It doesn't really matter who they are. It's the philosophy behind them. So if you keep electing Democrats with the Democrat progressive philosophy, you keep getting further to the left, by the way. You I mean, oh, know, we can maybe just crazy our way out of this. We can't. You keep going that road. I, I sit there and I have to ask, well, what am I supposed? To, why am I supposed to care? I know it sounds heartless. And uh, it is heartless in many ways. But it's only heartless because... Of a lifetime of having your heart broken with hope. Maybe sometime, maybe Detroit will turn around this time. Maybe they won't re-elect Coleman Young. No, 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 they didn't. All right, well, now Detroit's got a chance to go. Oh, you elected Kwame Kilpatrick. Okay, he ended up in jail. Okay, uh, what do you do when you're continually let down? You just go, well, to hell with it. You get what you deserve. Quit drinking the rancid milk. The first sip tipped you off on the fact that it had turned. The curds floating in it should have been the second giveaway. Should have been the first giveaway. The smell should have been the first giveaway. But they don't learn. And so you end up in a situation where red states are being overrun by illegal aliens. Four million illegal aliens. Everybody just piling into the country. Why? Because the Biden administration has opened up the border. Oh, not officially, not officially, but essentially they have. It's kind of funny if you remember the left hated uh, Jan Brewer. I think that's the name. Jan Brewer. It's off the top of my head. She was the governor of Arizona back in the Clinton admi- or the uh, Obama administration. She. And her government in Arizona were being overrun by illegal aliens. What did they do? They said, we're going to enforce the law. We're going to start kicking people out of the country. We are going to, the laws are on the books. They're federal laws, but we're going to start enforcing them because the federal government under Barack Obama isn't going to do it. What did the Obama administration do? They absolutely threw a conniption fit and said, this is outrageous. You can't do that. They sued and they won in the Supreme Court, saying that only the federal government can enforce federal law. The states can't enforce federal law. Therefore, you can't deport anybody. You can't really even arrest anybody for violation of immigration laws. You can't do anything. Now, the feds are refusing to enforce the law, which seems a little weird considering when a president is sworn in, they have one job, and that is to enforce the law. But that's beside the point. Barack Obama doesn't like this country. Democrats don't like this country. So ever since that moment, with a four-year respite in the Trump administration, we have had essentially open borders. Democrats want people to come here. Oh, the left will tell you Barack Obama was the deporter-in-chief. He deported more people than anybody ever. No, he didn't. No, he didn't, because what you think of when you think of a deportation and what a normal human being thinks of when they think of a deportation is they find somebody tooling around St. Louis who's in the country illegally, right? They're caught, and they are what? They are invited to leave the country. They're put on a plane and sent home. What What the Obama administration did was redefine what constitutes deportation. That the left is still upset about this tells you how far the radical part of the party is. But the, you, you, well, imagine you're walking across the footbridge in Tijuana. And you're coming to the United States. You have no ID. You have nothing. You got a, like a bag with some, some underwear in it and some clothes. And you, you, it's pretty clear that you plan on uh, not taking a day trip to San Diego, but staying forever. And the border guard, even if it were Stevie Wonder, could see that you have no intention of ever leaving the country. So what do they do? They say no. They deny you entry and turn you back. You never actually made it into the United States in a technical sense because you never got past the border guard. You're in that no man's land, but theoretically you're on the other side of the Rio Grande, so it counts. That is what the Obama administration counted as a deportation to become the most deporting administration in history, they counted every single turnback. Well, there are lots of turnbacks every single day. They'd never before been counted. But Democrats want that open border. They want that open. They can't be honest about it. They want that open border. That's why when Kamala Harris has said, "Is the border secure?" she goes off on a tangent about what we really need is a pathway to citizenship. Why do we need a pathway to citizenship? to close the border, to secure the border. Why? why, How are those two things connected? Well, you could just say, because they aren't, you could just say, we're not willing to even consider closing the border, sealing the border, protecting the border, protecting American citizens, unless and until we get what we want, which is a pathway to citizenship for our future voters. We've been inviting them in to the country at record paces, and we want them to be able to vote. And we don't care what happens. We don't care how many people or how many Americans are killed, how many Kate Steinleys are out there. We just don't care. That would be honest. But these people are fundamentally dishonest. So the border states, some of them, have decided that turnabout is fair play you Democrats want these illegal aliens in this country. You Democrats insist that the illegal alien is by far the best. They're certainly better than the American citizen. They commit fewer crimes, they tell you. Oh, they commit way fewer crimes. Not mentioning the fact that every single person murdered by an illegal alien or a victim of a crime from an illegal alien would not have been murdered or have been a victim of a crime were the illegal alien not in the country illegally. That's just pointing that out, just saying, hey, this is how it is, because that's true. Kate Steinle would still be alive if the illegal alien who murdered her had been deported and it stuck and we had a secure border. The deported seven times It just didn't stick. Democrats don't care. Democrats don't give a damn. So in order to make them give a damn, The governors of Arizona and Texas have been busing up illegal aliens to Chicago, New York, Washington, D.C. And what have we heard from those mayors? Those longtime Democrat strongholds have been screeching like a five-year-old girl with a skinned knee, something with which I have uh, intimate knowledge these days about how horrible it is what they're doing it's awful they're overwhelming their systems the federal government needs to step in and offer financial assistance and in fact the national guard needs to be called out to stop this injustice this is terrible now are they concerned that these sweet sweet nourishing illegal aliens might not enjoy um the city that they're being sent to that they've have agreed to go to the way that uh, the Chamber of Commerce might not find pleasing, that their testimonials about the wonderful museums and restaurants of the various cities might not lead to good Yelp reviews no. They recognize that these illegal aliens are a drain on the economy, that they don't bring anything to the table, quite frankly. They don't. They don't speak the language, they're children. Don't speak the language. That means it is going to cost a fortune to educate them. Not that they do, but it'll cost more. They also recognize that for every medical issue, and it doesn't matter how insignificant it is, they will go to the emergency room. Because if you go to a clinic, they might uh, go, hey, uh, you don't have the, we're going to need it's a $30 copay for the visitor, $30 payment for the office. They're not going to have it. They're not going to be interested in it, but they know if they go to the emergency room, it's quote unquote free. And free is code for you and me picking up the check. These mayors recognize that, and they don't want to pay for it. They're all in favor of it when it's somebody else. Well, now we have a new entrant to the illegal alien game, bussing game, shipping game. This one hits closer to Democratic donors. Maybe this one will make a difference. So the uh, the left is now beside themselves because their donor class is being involved and impacted by their, uh, their policies in Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard. See, it was all fun and games. Look, New York, if you ship illegal aliens to New York, you can ignore them. If you live in New York, if you're a wealthy, uh, really uber wealthy leftist Democrat who, you know, you live in a a row house or you got a brownstone or you live in a doorman building or whatever, you're on the uh, 80th floor and your super duper 5,000 square foot penthouse is up there. You won't notice illegal aliens coming. You won't be impacted by that. If you're a wealthy liberal lobbyist in Washington, D.C., hoping to keep an open border because you really like the cheap labor that it affords you, you won't notice the illegal aliens being dropped off by Union Station or even at the Naval Observatory where the vice president lives, which is where they were dropped off this morning, Because she said the border is secure. Like, yeah, no, it's not. Here you go, honey. There you go. But you won't notice it if you're one of the rich liberal donor class people in Washington, D.C. Because you don't live in Washington, D.C. You know, the rich don't actually live in, there are some wealthy areas in Washington, D.C., but not the uber rich. The uber rich live in northern Virginia and rural Maryland. They live in Potomac, Maryland. They live in uh, Reston, Virginia. So, a busload of illegal aliens, no matter how many busloads there are, is never going to really impact you. It's never. Go- it might impact your commute, I suppose. Your driver might have to wait an extra second as you are reading your phone or your newspaper or whatever it is you do in the back of your. Your car, somebody else drives you around, but your life isn't really going to be impacted by it that much. There's, you're far too far away in Washington, D.C., and there are far too many people in New York for it to matter. In Chicago, they just started busing people. They shipped people out of the city. It's kind of funny. The city it says, oh, all well, are welcome here. Now get on that bus and get the hell out of here. Get to the suburbs. They, they took care of it the old-fashioned way. They just swept it under the rug. But even in Chicago with four or five million people, you're not going to notice it all that much. Or the government will, which is a testament to how much of a drag on the economy illegal aliens are. That They just want them out as quickly as possible because they recognize that they literally bring nothing to the table and take a lot away from it. And it's like, oh, uh, somebody shows in Michigan. When I was growing up, they used to have these uh, spaghetti nights at various churches for fundraisers, right? Five bucks and uh all you could eat spaghetti. And it was like three bucks for kids. It was it was really cheap. And, and you sit there and you just go, well that's that's a pretty good meal for them. it is. But it's almost impossible for a human being in one sitting unless you're a competitive eater to eat five bucks worth of spaghetti. So the house much like gambling, is making out. Now, it's a fundraiser for church, so you, you don't really care, and you didn't have to cook that day, and so overall, it's worth it for you. But in the grand scheme of things, you're never. if you ate five bucks worth of uh, spaghetti, you are uh, going to have some intestinal problems. You're probably going to be rather large. You've got to worry about a whole bunch of things if you're eating five bucks worth of spaghetti. So the house is making out. So if these illegal aliens brought anything, it's like the uh, guy who goes in and literally just takes all this. They, it's, it's, what's his name? Joey, Joey Chestnut, Jaws, the hot dog eating champion. He goes up to the spaghetti thing with uh, Kobayashi, the guy he used to beat. I think it was Takero Kobayashi. And they, uh, they decide to just eat all the spaghetti because it's all you can eat. What are you going to do? Suddenly it becomes a problem if everybody in the competitive eating world shows up to your spaghetti fundraiser because you could end up losing money. Illegal aliens are that. They show up and they are a complete and total drain from day one on your economy. It's not as though they're not adding water to the pool. They're just taking buckets out of the pool and dumping it over the side. Now you could... Accepted, I suppose, for a little while if they were dumping in a half bucket into the pool and then dumping out a whole bucket out of the pool. Because you go, well, they're bringing something to the table. What we really need to do is get them to bring more. But they're not bringing anything to the table. They're dumping in an empty bucket to fill up and dump water out of the pool. The problem is eventually you'll run out of water in that pool. So these cities recognize that and they're cre- screaming and crying, but the average individual, particularly the rich liberals, don't really notice the day-to-day impacts of illegal aliens. It's not like their kids go to public schools for god. These kids, their kids are at northeastern, uh, you know, boarding schools. They're not they're not at home. They're not being taught at home in uh, in the public schools. So Florida Governor Ron DeSantis decided to do something that uh, made it a little bit more immediate, shall we say, for the liberal donor class who absolutely loves the sweet, sweet, nourishing illegal alien because they can hire them to do their menial tasks around the house and not have to pay them much. It's a wonderful little thing. Democrats want more of this. Democrat mega donors want more of this. Ron DeSantis sent a group of illegal aliens, I believe from Venezuela, up to Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard, Barack Obama has a home in Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, Massachusetts, big sanctuary state. Martha's Vineyard, a big sanctuary city. Oh, they absolutely love, love, love the concept. Now, in practice, they're having a problem with it. They're having a problem with it. I think it was 50 illegal aliens. It wasn't even all that many. And uh, Martha's Vineyard was saying, oh, we're so wonderful. We, uh, we've we set up beds, and we've got them covered. Here in Martha's Vineyard, we take care of people. Yeah. Let's see how they react to the next plane load. Let's see how they react to the fifth plane load. Please, keep shipping them. It's kind of funny because they uh, they tried to pretend that they were greeted as conquering heroes. Like, oh, it's so wonderful. It is so wonderful that they landed here and that they are being out there. Oh, we welcome you. We welcome you. Now they're starting to have a little bit of a fit. Now the donor class is realizing that this isn't just a one-off publicity stunt. They're looking at uh, thousands being shipped to D.C., in New York, and they don't want that there in Martha's Vineyard. Now, they'd be much more concerned were it still summer, all the rich liberals summer in Martha's Vineyard. Now, many of them are down at their Florida estates or their Arizona estates or their Montana estates, at least till the winter comes, but they, uh, they would have thrown a bigger fit had it been summer. Well, still the word went out. To the point that even goons like Eric Swalwell was on the other side of the country, he represents Democrats on the other side of the country, and even he has gotten the order and they probably sent it out first let's uh, let's uh, get Swalwell to do it. He's dumb enough to do it and he'll he'll do whatever he's told. Hey tweet out, does America face an immigra- a migration issue? I love it. it's not they're not migrating and uh, migrating with the, the the weather or the work. They're immigrating. They're illegally immigrating to the United States. They're illegal aliens. They have no intention of ever leaving. Migrants go to where the work is. They go to where the weather is, whatever. These people ain't going anywhere. They don't want to. They should. We need a Republican president to deport the hell out of all of them. So does uh, America face a migration issue at our border because of poor economic and security conditions in countries south of us? of course. Well, economic conditions sucking are no way, any way, shape, or form justification for asylum being granted, which is what all these people are pretending to want, asylum. They're claiming that their lives are in jeopardy. But asylum laws, international asylum laws, and the left loves international law when it can't be used against them, requires people to seek asylum in the first safe country they come to, which is not the United States. They walk through several And they're still welcomed here with open arms at the uh, border because Democrats lie and they ignore the law. Eric Swalwell continues. Should we exploit that crisis by using desperate humans as political pawns? Hell no. This is so sick. It takes a soulless man to do this. Oh, man. The text he got from Fang Fang ordering him to send that tweet must have been epic and I assume include a tasteful nude. He cares so deeply about what's going on 3,000 miles away. California is being overrun by illegal aliens. California is being overrun by homelessness and junkies and everything. And Eric Swalwell has time to respond to a guy named David Wade, who is a reporter up in Martha's Vineyard, talking about the migrants, the 50 migrants who made it to Martha's Vineyard. Democrats across the board are going all in, expressing outrage over this outrage over this which means and can only mean one thing republicans are over the target democrats are very upset that republicans are over the target because it's impacting now democrat donors Fox News reports New York City Mayor Eric Adams said this week that the city is at a, quote, breaking point due to thousands of migrants who have been sent from Texas by bus in recent weeks. Quote, In the last few months, we have experienced an unprecedented surge in asylum seeking arrivals at our southern border, Adams said Wednesday. In this new unforeseen reality where we expect thousands more to arrive every week going forward, the city's systems are nearing the breaking point as a result new york city's prior practices which uh, never contemplated the bussing of thousands of people to new york city must be reassessed they're to the breaking point new york city has billions of dollars in their annual budget they have 8 million residents it is one of the most expensive places on earth to live and it is uh, one of the heavily taxed most heavily taxed areas in the world the rich have houses. They live there sometimes, but they have one of their many houses there. New York City ain't hurting for cash. And somehow a couple thousand illegal aliens are putting them to the breaking point. Eight million people there. What do you think a town with 10,000 down in Texas, 30,000 down in Texas, 50,000 in Arizona, what do you think a town of that size is doing with thousands Per day, Not thousands over the course of the last two months, but thousands per day. How do you think that's happening? How do you think that's impacting them? That is the Democrats' policy that is caused by the Democrats' policy. We're supposed to care that New York is having a rough go of it? This is what you wanted. You're a sanctuary city. You want open borders. you got open borders. They just built a bridge right to you so it would come to your house. Suddenly, it's this nimby, not in my backyard. Typical leftist. Now, I want to move from hypocritical Democrats to uh, hypocritical Democrats. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Oh, you know what? Let's let's take a little now. Now we'll save the Hank Johnson detour for a bit. I want to play. Just uh, I said yesterday, the game I don't really like to play is what if Republicans did it. it. seems really easy and lazy. But sometimes it is warranted. And I think I'm warming up to the concept because Democrats make it so damned necessary all the time. The hypocrisy is getting worse and worse and worse. Now, there's a good possibility that this uh, person you're going to hear a clip from is just stupid, if we're being honest. Because Maisie Hirono, is honest to God the dumbest person I've ever seen in elected office? Now I understand that she is uh, she's up there against AOC. AOC is is dumb. Don't get me wrong. Maybe someday we'll have like a woke off contest to see who truly is the dumbest member of Congress. But AOC is is dumb. No question about it. And so is someone like Hank Johnson, which we'll play for you. The most members of the squad are pretty stupid. But behind their stupidity is a bit of it's progressive. It's a bit of evil. It's a bit of that you can see the rash, why they do what they do. You can see why they do it. AOC is a tool of the left of big corporate interests. I know she likes to... The louder you protest and profess yourself to be an enemy of such things, you are an appendage of them. It's just how it is. But uh, she, there's at least a rationale behind it that's perverted, it's twisted, it doesn't really make any sense, but you can sit there and go, well, it's this, then this, then this, and that's what... She's working towards an ultimate goal. Maisie Hirono is just stupid. Just plain old. I don't know. I don't think I can recall any piece of legislation where she was the uh, the lead sponsor, meaning she came up with the idea. She introduced the legislation. She did anything. She's a reliable when the Demo- she votes with the Democratic Party. She's not even an original thinker. I can't think of a, a single vote where she strayed from what the party elite and leadership had ordered her to do she's just a physical body there look hawaii's got to send two people she's one of them If you want to uh, send somebody and you're part of the political establishment, you want the most obedient dog you can possibly get your hands on. That's Maisie Hirono. She will not question you. She will not disobey you. She will jump. You say jump, she'll say how high. You tell her to sit, she'll sit. You tell her to speak, she'll speak. If you remember back during the Amy Coney Barrett hearings when she was It was her time. I can't say she was questioning Amy Coney Barrett because she didn't really ask any questions, not in any serious manner, because Amy Coney Barrett is, frankly, far too smart for her. There was no point in asking. You don't want to uh, watch Albert Einstein be interrogated by a smelly old shoe, right? It wouldn't make any sense. He'd just rip the shoe apart. That's Maisie Hirono. She's the shoe, but while she was having her time, the left-wing establishment knew that since she wasn't going to bring anything to the table of her own, someone handed her a note about something that Amy Coney Barrett had said in a previous line of questioning to somebody before her, where she referred to sexual orientation as sexual preference. And so Maisie Hirono said, it's very offensive that you're sitting there and you say sexual preference. Preference is offensive. Now, no human being on the face of the earth had ever even broached the idea that Maisie Hirono was reading there from the card that, oh, saying sexual preference, it's somehow, it's just offensive. I'm sorry, but it's just wrong. He's saying that it's a choice when it's clearly not a choice. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, how do you explain people going back and forth? Well, It's not a choice, okay? It's just not a choice. That, by the way, the next day, the dictionary.com definition of preference had been amended to include that it is offensive when talking about sexual uh, identity. They left all immediately fell in line. And I have no doubt that it was set up express. Actually, it wasn't even a 24-hour period. It was 12 hours later. By then, all the online dictionaries had changed their definition to include that, which one has to assume was the reason that whoever uh, gave Maisie Hirono that note, whoever wrote that note, they knew that what they were doing, and that's why they did it. That's why they did it. That's how this stuff works. And then sometimes she's just an idiot. Like I say, she's a useful idiot, but then sometimes she's just an idiot. On the floor of the United States Senate yesterday and talking about abortion, Maisie Hirono did, again, back to what if a Republican had done it, said something that if a Republican said it, they would have absolutely lost their minds. Now, remember the left is the party of these are fascists, they, let's, uh, they're, we need to stand up to them, get in their faces out in the street, tell them they're not welcome here anymore, according to Maxine Waters, Barack Obama telling you get your neighbor's faces, you got one of the uh, co-founders of the pedophile enabling Lincoln project saying that you're going to have to put a bullet in Trump to make him go away, and uh, so on and so forth, and none of this has caused outrage or consternation, but you know, Sarah Palin putting crosshairs on Gabby Giffords' district as one of 10 districts that are targeted by her pack back in the day is the reason that Gabby Giffords was shot by a left-wing, progressive, mentally unstable guy. It's just different standards. So Maisie Hirono, I apologize, you're going to have to listen to her voice. And she's one of those people where you just sit there and you go, my God, she sounds dumb. I don't know if she's dumb or not. Well, no, you know she's dumb. But a lot of times you hear these voices where you go, I don't know if this person is actually dumb, but they sure sound dumb. Marilyn Monroe comes to mind. Marilyn Monroe was not dumb, but the Marilyn Monroe character that she'd created, that voice whenever she's acting or being interviewed when she was being interviewed, her, she just sounded dumb because it was like, oh, geez, I don't know. I couldn't possibly say anything. And you're just sitting there going, are you like a five year old with self esteem issues? What the hell is wrong with you? Talk like a normal human being because you know that nobody talks like that. That nobody actually talks like that when nobody else is around or when no cameras are around. They were very, very, these people are very, very strict when they create these images. In fact, I remember a couple of years ago, there was a big uh, discovery or something of audio of Hitler, speaking of people who care about their image and were image of Hitler speaking on a train, just talking with uh, whoever it was. Maybe it was an interview or whatever, but it hadn't been heard in forever because Hitler made sure that there was no, and Goebbels, I'm sure, probably was the reason for this, made sure that there was no audio of him speaking normally, no video of him speaking normally. So when you see Hitler, you see this passionate, weirdo monster who looks like he's conducting a demon choir. And that's it. That's all you think of. You don't know how, if somebody's yelling and screaming, or think of it as like uh, somebody with a British accent. They sing with an American accent, all except for Billy Bragg. And you think, God, how thick is his accent when he talks if he can, can't get rid of it when he sings? But when they sing, it goes away. And then you, you or you see an actor playing a role. I tell you, I watched the uh, I don't know why I did, but I watched the Emmys on Sunday. And one of the guys from Succession, the guy who's married to the daughter, the blonde chick in there, the guy whose character is married, won an Emmy for best supporting actor in a drama or whatever. And he goes up there and He's British. I had no idea he was British. And he's doing his acceptance speech. And it was like, dude, you're putting on a voice. What the hell's going on? Like, no, he's British. It's weird how the left never gets upset about cultural appropriation of uh, somebody else playing an American. Anyway, he's British. It was like, whoa, that's weird. Maisie Hirono talks this way all the time. You know she talks this way all the time because she's not smart enough. She's never said anything smart enough to give you the indication that she's capable of playing a character. Which leads me to believe that there's something wrong with Hawaii. We need to test the water out in Hawaii. Or maybe there's a hole in the ozone over Hawaii or something. Or maybe it's just that nobody smart, nobody even just less dumb, wants to travel for 10 hours or whatever it takes to get from Washington, D.C. to Hawaii. And so they let an idiot like Maisie Hirono get it. She has a literal call to arms about abortion. A literal call to arms. She is calling for an armed insurrection, armed violence against her fellow Americans because of the issue of abortion. It's kind of weird don't you think? Seems like this would be newsworthy. Except it's not newsworthy. No one reported on it. Nobody gives a damn. It's a Democrat. And she's an idiot. They all look at each other going, well, it's Maisie. What is she going to do? But she's saying it. She absolutely says it. Listen to her. When I hear my colleagues talking about how, you know, it should be states' rights or uh, government should not be telling us what to do. The word hypocrite's it doesn't even go far enough to call them out on what they're doing. This is an outright attack on women in this country. That is how I see it. That is how more and more women and those who support our right to make decisions about our own bodies. That is how we see it. And why? <laughs> because that's what's happening. Madam President, I yield the floor. But clearly, you know, this is a um, literally call to arms in our country. you the floor. Literally. Literally a call to arms. So you're literally, literally calling for people to take up arms against their fellow citizens. You're literally doing it. She used the word literally. She used the word literally twice. Literally. Literally a call to arms. Literally. Hmm. Now will there be a special edition of the Rachel Maddow show tonight to discuss this horrible, horrible affront to uh, and threat to the American people? No, there won't. There won't be. They don't care. There's no, <laughs> they don't give a damn. Are you kidding me? Do you really think that they would care? Do you think that it would matter? You got a couple of people in, uh, in media pointing out how it's, uh, it's not super cool that she said that one of them was Jonathan Swan of Axios. Jonathan Swan tweeted out the video and said, "Why is there no staff out there to to really do? uh," He says, are there any staff available to vet these speeches? Quote, literally a call to arms in our country, end quote. That was the extent of it. There will be no think piece over at Axios about how it is wildly important that people not use violent language. How it is that Maisie Hirono needs to be denounced for her use of violent rhetoric. None of it. It'll just go away. It doesn't matter. What does it matter? It's, it's Maisie Hirono being Maisie Hirono. You sit there and you go, if a Republican had said this, if a Republican had said this, all hell would be breaking loose absolutely all hell would be breaking loose. The left would be freaking out, but it's one of their own. And it's somebody who's dumb, who probably literally doesn't understand what the definition of the word literally means, that it will all be swept under the rug and ignored. No questions will be asked. She won't be confronted by, uh, Ron. I can't remember the guy from CNN who always is in the face of Republicans. He's over there at CNN. He's always in the face of Republicans. Never will they uh, send him, sick him on Maisie Hirono going, you're, you're calling for violence. You realize that? Because she doesn't probably. Maybe she does. If she does, she's too dumb to understand the repercussions of it. Because she's just an idiot. Anyway. So I'm looking at Twitter here. God, the Mayor Lori Lightweight up there. Uh, looks like Baby Yoda. Looks like Beetlejuice just wildly incompetent, wildly incompetent as mayor of Chicago, overseeing killing fields in the south side of Chicago, no concern about it, nothing. But boy, howdy, she's ready to tell Republicans off, right? She's she's super brave when it comes to that. But uh, impacting and saving lives and caring. Remember when Black Lives Matter used to pretend that they cared about black lives? <laughs> that was a good time. That's like the biggest scam ever pulled you know some so many people got filthy rich and now they're all starting to sue each other over it because a whole bunch of money is unaccounted for the hill newspaper reported last week that uh, black lives matter leaders on friday sued an executive of the black lives matter global network foundation on charges of siphoning 10 million dollars in donations to the organization for use as his own quote personal piggy bank yeah, black blank accounts matter too, don't they? Meanwhile, when when was the last time you heard of Black Lives Matter mattering about black lives, caring about black lives? Good question. It really hasn't, hasn't at all. Not even liberal Democrats, the uh, guilty, evil white guys on the left who feel awful about it. The, they don't even care either. Out in uh, Vallejo, California, Right. Vallejo, California. This would be Gavin Newsom territory. You'd think Gavin Newsom, who really sits, loves around, sit around and, and run campaign ads for himself in Florida because he can attack a governor who's way more popular than he is. Uh, Vallejo, California. This is from uh, Fox 2 News out there. An assistant football coach at Vallejo High School was shot Tuesday afternoon after breaking up a fight outside campus, police said. Sources have identified the coach as Joseph Pastrana, defensive coordinator for the football team. Pastrana was struck by at least one bullet and suffered a non-life-threatening injury. Authorities said he was taken to a local hospital. Police did not identify Pastrana by by name. According to the Vallejo, police department officers responded to the area just before 4 p.m. and determined that several students had been fighting with an unknown group when a staff member intervened and broke up the squabble. There's video of this. There's a, This would be ripe for television. There is a lot of video of because every time anything happens now, rather than get involved or just get the hell away from it, people take out their phones and start filming it. And so you see it as a whole bunch of black students beating each other up. And in comes a black football coach trying to break it up. Has it made national news? A school shooting. This would be right in their way. Nope. Has the governor said anything? it? Nope. Nothing. It might as well have not happened. It might as well have not happened. In fact, it happened three days ago. Have you heard about it before now? You probably haven't heard about it before now. But boy, howdy. Black Lives Matter. The left cares deeply about such things. You can watch the video. You can see it. You can see it happening, and nobody gives a damn. Nobody gives a damn. Because the left is a whole bunch of raging hypocrites who view people as disposable, who view their supporters as idiots, by the way. I get these emails all the time. This one just came into my inbox, and uh, it's it's just worth noting because it's so funny because it really, truly illustrates how stupid the left views their own supporters as being. And they're not wrong. They're not wrong by any stretch of the imagination. This is a fundraising uh, email from a group called Stop Republicans. They're based out of Chicago, Illinois, at least for mailing purposes and tax purposes. God knows where they really operate. But the subject line is 25,000 signatures needed dot, dot prosecute Trump. And it's from uh, the name is listed as Petition to Garland. <laughs> like, what the hell is it? You click on it Trump accused of witness tampering. There's a picture of Trump in January 6th committee investigation. Yeah, Democrats are saying they've got new evidence but they won't uh, they won't say what it is. They're not sure when they want to release what information they say they have. Remember the last time they pulled this garbage? They go, oh, we got to have a special hearing. We're going to have a secret special hearing. Primetime secret special hearing about what? Well, we've got this girl who worked in the Trump administration who says that she heard from a friend who heard from a friend who heard from a friend who used to be the lead singer of Radio Speedwagon that Donald Trump has uh, fought with Secret Service about physically. He took on this out of shape 70-year-old, decided to physically fight with his Secret Service detail. Like that doesn't really make any sense. No, 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 just shut up. It doesn't matter. And everybody involved denied. They now have new information, but they're not sure when they're going to release it. They're thinking about having another hearing either in at some point in either this month or next month. Why? Because well, there's an election coming up and it's Democrats need all the help they can get. Anyway, uh, the email continues. First, Trump denied the certified election results. Something Democrats have been doing for pretty much every election they've ever lost since 1960. Uh, I know they won 1960, but they cheated to win 1960. Then he sent armed protesters to storm the Capitol. He ordered them. Did you see that part of the speech where he said, "Go get them, armed"? Nobody used their arms. The only people who, the only person who discharged a firearm or even flashed a firearm that day was the cop who killed Ashley Babbitt, who admitted this week that he didn't know whether or not she was a a threat. So he just kind of shot at her because that's what leftists do. So now Trump is resorting to witness tampering. So we're launching a massive petition to get Trump behind bars. Now, I don't know how familiar you are with our judicial system, but I can assure you that a number of signatures on a petition, particularly an online petition from a left-wing fundraising group, does not have any bearing on whether or not you go to jail. There are lots of ways to go to jail. You you tick off. Joe Biden is first and foremost. They will dispatch the FBI to your house post-haste. But it is not a crime per se. You don't need to be accused of a crime or have committed crime for a Democrat to use the power of government to come after you. But it won't get you in jail, per se, because 25,000 people signed an online petition. But they continue because they think their donor base is so damned stupid. They continue. But without public support, Merrick Garland could decline to prosecute Trump. Trump would walk free wait a second what so the according to stop republicans the justice department is acting based on political whims well yeah that's what they're saying doesn't surprise anybody but it's not actually they're not going to listen to a petition from some jackass group out of chicago who wants to get a bunch of money from sucker donors that's it that goes on about how uh Merrick Garland must be pressured. So you click on the thing and you do this survey and you have to enter a uh, an email address. So I just make one up. I'm actually just typing things. Let Randomletters.com because they don't care. It's all about getting into your wallet. This is all straight up a grift. So you, you enter the thing. and it's, Okay, first question. Overall, do you approve of the job that Liz Cheney has done on the bipartisan January 6th committee? Liz Ch- Bipartisan. You can tell they're full of it, but Again, they're dealing with people. If you've gotten to this point, you're really stupid already. If you didn't laugh, if you bothered to open the email, you're probably a sucker. So you say, no, I I don't approve of it because I don't approve of it. You give the negative answer all the way through this. It doesn't matter. They come. It's all they're not listening to you. They don't give a damn about what you have to say. Just get us in your wallet. Next question. Do you think Republicans who helped plan the insurrection like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Jim Jordan should be banned from Congress? That's a lie, but I'll say no. Republicans are obsessed, and obsessed is in all caps, so you know they're serious, is up, are obsessed with overturning the 2020 election and stealing it from Joe Biden. Do you believe Joe Biden is the rightful winner of the 2020 election? Say no. And it says, we'll, uh defeated Donald. We defeated Donald Trump, but there are still 121 House Republicans and seven Republican senators who voted to overturn the election. Are you concerned that Trump's loyalists in Congress are more loyal to Trump than our democracy?" No, is the answer. You go through all of this stuff. That's a bunch of questions, and I love this. Jamie Raskin, Maryland's own. God, what a horrible person he is. His first act as a member of Congress was to object to the 2016 election. In fact, there's a a bunch of Democrats still in the House of Representatives, still in uh, media Rolodexes, and treated as serious people who did exactly what they're accusing Republicans of doing, denying, denying, denying. And they're treated as heroes. Now, you, you just go through all these stupid questions. They're all, like, horribly leading questions. And then you get down to, uh so here's what you need to do you need to donate in droves well i thought it was about signing a petition to get merrick garland to uh to indict donald trump now don't worry about that see once they got you on their web page they're trying to get in your wallet they're uh they're as determined as a, a a virgin is on prom night to get into your pants they just want to get in your back pocket So once you submit this form, you'll be taken to the donation page. Will you say, I'll donate $3, I'll donate $15, I'll donate $35, I'll donate $50, or I'll donate custom amount. Now, if you're dumb enough to think that this petition, this survey is going to have any impact whatsoever, you sit there and you go, well, I don't want to donate anything, but I I definitely want my voice to be heard because this is important. It's the only way to get Donald Trump indicted, even though the questions weren't about Donald Trump being indicted. So you the only other option is, I'll donate a custom amount. Otherwise, they don't care about your your opinion. They don't want your signature on their petition, because there's not a real petition. They're lying to you. So you click on, I'll donate a custom amount, because I want my name to go on their signature. And then what happens? You go to a page that says, Emergency donation needed, boost voter turnout, save Biden's presidency. And then there's a big bold letters. You must donate. You promised to donate, exclamation point. What? Don't you want it? You wanted, you needed, you were desperate for my signature on this online petition to save democracy. And so I did it. And now suddenly he's like, no, no, you promised to give us money. I didn't promise to give you money anyway, shape or form says, on average, incumbent presidents lose 46 seats during midterm elections. If we do nothing, Democrats will lose. Congress, Biden's presidency is over. We're launching an aggressive voter turnout campaign to turn things around. But we are out of money. We need. Well, it sounds like you're really bad at managing money. If you're out of money um, two months ahead of, of, of an election, it, uh, it just seems that way, does it not? please give us money. You promised to donate. You promised to need my signature on a petition to get the president of the United States or the attorney general of the United States to indict the former president of the United States. What happened to that promise? Since we're talking about promises, are we going to keep promises here or were you just full of last night's post-digested dinner and uh, you're making this stuff up as you go along? Now, I really want to investigate this because it might be illegal. These people tend to uh, protect themselves against such things, but <laughs> they um, it costs money to run a credit card. It does, and most of this stuff, all this stuff, is automated. There is nobody sitting there actually running the credit cards anymore. It's not; it's not the nineteen eighties where they got to. <laughs> Remember those machines? And you take your carbon copies. There's none of that stuff anymore. But if you donate a penny, I think it probably costs more than a penny to process all of that, to go through. I don't think Visa and MasterCard are going to do it for a fraction of a penny. They'll probably say, well, there's a two cent minimum on that. So you can donate money one penny at a time and uh, cost them money, I believe. But I think they made that illegal because they protect themselves. They'll bomb your website. They'll try to silence you, shut you down. They'll pick it outside your house. You show up outside of the house of Elena Kagan and suddenly it's a hate crime. They don't really have any standards over there. But uh, I don't believe that uh, you can do that but I believe you could do that as an individual if you wanted to. I, just, I wouldn't give these people a penny if it was a penny that was going to save their lives, to be honest with you. I, I respect and love life, but not all people who engage in it, not all people who engage in it, because some of them, a lot of them, sadly, are, uh, are just horrible, horrible creatures since we're talking about horrible leftists i talk a little bit just for a brief moment here and i already mentioned her earlier in the program lori lightweight lori lightfoot she is uh, she's baby yoda and Beetlejuice's kid it is uh, t- today is the first day of hispanic heritage month why it's in the middle of the month i don't know why it starts why it's from the 15th to the 15th Seems a little weird to me, but whatever. I don't really care. I don't celebrate any of this crap anyway, so I, I don't really care what people... What I always get a kick out of is all the companies. Who, they'll change their logos. Uh, it's Pride Month, so suddenly here's the BMW uh, logo with a rainbow on it. Like, okay, well, let's look at BMW Middle East. Why are you suddenly not not all into Pride Month there? It's Pride Month there, too. Hmm. Um, but... Um, I'm sure down in in Latin America, they're not celebrating Latin American Heritage Month. They just call it a day. You know That's just how it is. But here in this country, if you celebrate it too much, you're, you celebrate Cinco de Mayo and you're white, you're a cultural appropriator and a colonizer. But if you don't acknowledge Hispanic Heritage Month, you're a racist, right? If you don't If you don't read uh, How to Be an Anti-Racist in February, you're a Klansman. But if you do read it, you are told throughout its pages that you're a Klansman. Huh. I could save a lot of time. You don't have to buy the crap book. You don't have to send money to a racist piece of crap, and you get the same result. Don't read it. Well, Lori Lightweight took to her Twitter account to mark the day, and all these politicians will be doing it, and and all these news channels will be... Welcome to Happy. Uh, his, we Fox News recognizes Hispanic Heritage Month. Why? 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 Why recognize any of it? I can't uh, believe that most Hispanic people go. Uh, yeah, it's, it's finally our time. They go. I got to go to work today. I had something. I got to cut the grass this weekend. They're not worried about this sort of identity politics crap that the media. Both left and right, obsessed with it. The right plays along, and you wonder, why are we losing? Well, because you play along with all this crap. That's why. You seed the concept, and then suddenly you're going, oh, no, what happened? We lost everything. Yeah, you did. Lori Lightweight says, today marks the beginning of a month-long celebration honoring the rich and diverse Latinx culture that has shaped our country and city for generations. Hmm, Latinx. Uh, our theme this year is SOMOS highlights the amazing contributions made by the Latinx community. She celebrates Hispanic Heritage Month by using a term that overwhelming numbers of Hispanics think is wildly offensive and stupid. Why? Because Democrats are wildly uh, offensive and stupid. There's your connection. Just looking up at the uh, the, the Internet here following up on the this top story. I saw this from the Boston Globe. Emergency officials from Martha's Vineyard and the state will meet Thursday morning to map out the next steps for the estimated 50 immigrants from Venezuela who were flown to the island without advance notice Wednesday. Oh no, 50, 50 people. You can't handle 50 people. You to click on the story and it's, it's the biggest thing going on up there. It's the Boston Globe. By the way, um, if you really if you want to get around you wonder how it's like do you uh, do you how do you do this do you have subscriptions to all these newspapers and everything how do you get around these these paywalls and everything i don't you can go to archive dot it's dot p h right now i think it changes but it it captures web archives of news stories behind paywalls and so you can you can read it. and also skips out and cuts out all the ads. So you can really, like, this is the Boston Globe. You click on the link from the Boston Globe. They want you to log in. They want you to pay. And you say, nah, I'm going to pass on that. And then you go to this uh, archive.ph. You put the copy and paste the link into there. And suddenly here's the story. There it is. There it is. It's horrible. It's wrong that people would do this. Just wrong and wrong. But it does allow you to say, this website does allow you to say, hey, wait a second. Did they stealth edit this story? You can you can check that out. That's why it's really useful. So Venezuelan migrants filtered in and out of Saint Andrew's Episcopal Church here Thursday morning as a dozen local volunteers prepared to serve breakfast. On the menu: cereal, breakfast sandwiches, grapefruit, and coffee. Mm, sounds delicious. Sounds like there's a whole bunch more people in Florida who would really enjoy having that meal themselves. Maybe we should make themselves available for that. Most of the migrants, but not all, are young men in shorts and baseball caps dressed for the warm weather they left Wednesday on planes dispatched by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis by young, single, able-bodied men. Now, uh, That's the group that isn't supposed to be able to. They're also the group most likely to be committing crimes uh, in any racial makeup. But uh, they're the groups that, like, oh, it's, it's sweet, sweet, nourishing children that are coming. Well, no, it's a bunch of 20-year-old dudes. I don't blame them for wanting to come to this country. I just don't care because there's a way to come here. And illegally ain't it. Volunteers here still scrambling to organize the response to the migrants' unexpected arrival Wednesday and plan to hold organizational meetings Thursday morning, scheduled to attend our emergency management officials from the island and the state, said Martha Thornton, manager of the Dukes County Emergency Management. She said there are a few families among the group, but most are men in their twenties and thirties. Huh? Weird. None of the immigrants had significant medical issues, she said. Uh, how do you know? Just by looking at people? Quote, they're in general good condition, decent health, decent spirits, Thornton said, adding that she did not talk with uh, any herself because they only speak Spanish. Interpreters were used to bridge the language gap, she said. And that well, they're going to be a, just a boon to the economy. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be great. They don't speak English. They can't communicate But uh, no, now they could be a boon to the economy if Barack Obama, I don't know when his next birthday party is planned for, I don't know when his birthday is or when Michelle's birthday is, but if they have another huge blowout party on their mansion on Martha's Vineyard, they could easily be all employed, at least for that week in preparation for it. I'm sure that the Obamas would happily employ a whole bunch of illegal aliens. (laughs) thornton said a zoom meeting had been scheduled for emergency management officials from the island along with people from massachusetts emergency management agency to discuss the next steps for the immigrants quote what's going to happen next is going to be determined by the zoom call so i really don't have anything about what's going to happen now well what would happen what would you do what, do you want to get rid of them? Do you want to ship them off to someplace else? You want to be a sanctuary state. You want to be a sanctuary city inside a sanctuary state. Why would you need to discuss anything? And why would they want to leave? Why would they ever want to leave? Martha's Vineyard, from every picture I've ever seen, is just absolutely lovely. These people, I'm sure, would be happy to stay there. Why doesn't Massachusetts build some low-income housing right there on the vineyard? to house these people and even more. Now, can you imagine 50 people showed up and it is causing a panic around there. What? Let's see, what is the population of Martha's Vineyard? 15,000 back in 2010. So it's got to have gone up a little bit, probably seventeen, eighteen thousand 18,000 now. Surely they could accommodate 50 people without. It. I mean that's a lot of people. The one thing about Martha's vineyard is the houses aren't small. And I could understand why for aesthetic reasons they wouldn't want low income group housing very soviet looking block apartment buildings built in a beautiful area filled with luxurious mansions where some of the wealthiest people on the planet certainly on the left live. Uh, but those people have, you know, 12,000 square foot houses, 10,000 square foot. houses. They don't need all that. Most of them summer in Martha's Vineyard, but they certainly don't winter in Martha's Vineyard. It gets cold up there. So those houses are being closed up for the winter. Well, why close them up? Why not leave them available for the sweet, 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 nourishing illegal aliens who are up there? Certainly they have guest houses on some of these properties as well. You can't tell me that they couldn't find housing for 50 people, right? Well, maybe they got housing for probably several thousand people if they really put their minds to it. Perhaps Governor DeSantis should test that theory because they have no problem with a 10,000-person town in Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, having to deal with hundreds of illegal aliens every day, or thousands every week. They have no problem with that whatsoever. Surely the 15,000 to 18,000 residents of Martha's Vineyard could accommodate a great many number of illegal aliens and to oppose doing so would by their very own standards be racist the people on Martha's Vineyard wouldn't be racist would they Barack Obama wouldn't buy a place and a place a house in a place where he's they're racists would he no 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 he wouldn't he's uh he's got the radar and the, the big ears to hear the dog whistles of racism so surely he wouldn't do such a thing would he yeah, you would. Lisa Belcastro, the director of Winter Homes Homeless Shelter on the island, who is a leading a response effort, said Thursday she received a call that the migrants were arriving as they walked off the plane at the airport. Officials had about 20 minutes' notice. Why would they need any notice? If these people are a boon to the economy, surely they would be able to be put up at the lodging at whatever hotel they so chose to book into, could they not? the migrants, Bill Castro said, were exhausted when they arrived. Yes, sitting on your butt for four hours on a plane ride can really take it out of you. It's not one of those, you know, multi-seat bicycles. You don't have to pedal to keep the plane in the air. What are they tired from? We had a very peaceful night, Bill Castro said. Many of the migrants want to leave the island as soon as possible. None of them wanted to come to Martha's Vineyard, They've never heard of Martha's Vineyard. This was a political move. Not one person has asked for a handout. They have asked to work. Well, then give them work. Keep them. They're so wonderful. They're so much better than Americans. Yeah, none of them have asked for a handout. Then why do you keep handing them stuff? Why are you putting them up, and why are you feeding them if they didn't want a handout? Hmm? Just saw this. This is a big shakeup at CNN. They're they're trying to... uh, this is the kind of f- funny thing, like, you're going to uh, rearrange the deck chairs on the Titanic. The, the ship's still sinking. You know, that's the problem. But hey, you know, points for originality, I suppose. And we'll see. We'll see how these people handle it. Fox News reporting CNN, uh, Don Lemon. Good old dandy Don Lemon. He he just hasn't been the same since Chris Cuomo got fired. You know, it's kind of funny. Remember those handoffs? I love you, Don. I love you too, Chris. You're my best friend. I'd take a bullet for you. Oh, I'd take a bullet for you too. I just love you. God, I can't love you any more than I love you. And then Chris Cuomo gets fired and Don Lemon never bothered to call him once. That's why like you see all this garbage on cable news. It doesn't matter what network it is. And they go, Oh, we're all good friends. We all sit around and, oh, ha, ha, here we are. We're at somebody's house. We're having a, a, just a grand time. And then somebody gets fired and they never talk about them. They don't acknowledge that they ever existed. They, uh, they don't say anything. They don't visit them. And the person who gets fired for whatever reason is going, why isn't anybody talking to me? What happened? I thought we were friends. Like you, you really thought you were friends. The little secret is if you talk to some of these people uh, off the air and off the record, they can't stand each other. They can't stand each other. Uh, Yeah, good. So Chris Cuomo and, and Don Lemon are not going to. Maybe once Don Lemon gets fired. Maybe they'll uh, they'll team up again, but it's just weird. They started a podcast together because they're oh the handoff is so awesome between these two shows. They're so super friendly, and boy howdy, everybody just loves watching these two best friends that there ever was talk to each other. And then one gets fired, and they go yeah who who's that guy? I don't remember. Anyway, Don Lemon is losing Don Lemon tonight. His primetime television show, CNN's uh, left wing host. They write will end his primetime show Don Lemon tonight and move to mornings later this year, the network announced on Thursday. Lemon will join CNN hosts Poppy Harlow and Caitlin Collins on the reimagined morning show that will replace the long, struggling New Day. The move leaves CNN with a gaping hole in primetime, as Cuomo primetime still has not been replaced since its namesake host Chris Cuomo was fired. Now, gaping hole, that's like their ratings, so they should be used to it. Poppy Harlow has been around CNN forever, and Caitlin Collins is just a talentless left-wing hack. But hey, congratulations, you're all going to be getting a new show. Like, hey, if we take people that uh, nobody likes individually and we put them all together, that's got to be a hit, right? Ratings gold. If you take three wildly unpopular people and put them together, they'll equal one popular person, right? No, no, it won't. But good luck to you. I mean, I guess you got to try something. Congratulations on that. That uh, John Berman and Brianna Keeler will continue to anchor New Day until the new program premieres, and then we'll be given new roles at the network. Given Keeler's liberal leanings and the recent ouster of such partisan figures as John Harwood and Brian Stelter. Some observers thought Keeler would be shown the door as the network continues to revamp under new CEO Chris Licht. But it appears she's sticking around because he's a liberal. Chris Licht is a liberal. I love it. We're bringing a new liberal and then suddenly they'll love our brand of liberalism. No, Chris Licht was the guy who created Morning Joe. And he created the morning show over at CBS. Neither one of them are ratings juggernauts. But when he came in, there were all sorts of stories about how he really wanted to lure Joe and Mika from MSNBC over to CNN. You sit there and you go, you're you're telling people, you're lying to people, but you're trying to tell people that you want to be a straight news organization. You want to be more serious and be seen as more serious and And more honest and non-partisan and get rid of the... And then you're, you're flirting with the idea of Joe and Mika. Because it's a lie. To the left, that is fair. To the left, that is... Wow, that's... They're so balanced. There is no more honest power couple on the planet than Joe and Mika. It's just they never tell you what planet it is. It's Uranus, where their head is. My God, <laughs> Brianna, Keeler. she's a oh, good look. Details of Keeler's next role were not made clear. She did not immediately respond to a request for comment. It is also unclear what Berman, who is believed by rank and file CNN employees will do next, who is beloved by rank and file will do next. He regularly fills in for primetime hosts and is seen as a versatile anchor. He told Fox News that he is excited for what comes next. The move rids CNN of two programs that were known as staples of the network's Jeff Zucker era, but have failed to attract viewers, ever. They never attracted viewers. But he, like Don Lemon is wildly unpopular at night when more people are watching television, and uh, they have a plethora of options, and they go, nah, not interested. And you look at that, and you go, well, yeah, Don Lemon can't, when he can't do can't get no. but you know what let's put him in the morning and uh let's take pop poppy harlow is kind of popular i suppose but caitlin collins isn't popular and you go let's put them all together boy what could possibly go wrong if you take if you take three people who very few people like but you add together the number of people that like them well then you're on to something Of course, they don't recognize the fact that the number of people who like them, the Venn diagram of the people who like these people is is a concentric circle. There's nobody going, I only tune into CNN for Don Lemon. I couldn't care less about anybody else on the net. I got to see Don. I don't make a move without knowing what Don Lemon says. Nobody does that. Nobody says that. Nobody cares about Don Lemon. But anybody who does watch Don Lemon is also going to sit there and go, oh, uh, there's Poppy Harlow. What does she have to say? Nobody says I turn out, unless I know Poppy Harlow's going to be on, I turn off CNN. Or I, I don't, unless Caitlin Collins is reporting and talking to Jake Tapper, I don't possibly watch that. That's the problem with CNN, is they have bad people, people who are bad at their jobs, people that the public don't like, nor do they trust, doing these jobs that require somebody to not only be liked, to be tr- but to be trusted as well. You can't take three people with one third of the credibility of a normal person should have for this position and put them together and say, see, together they make one whole complete person and then they'll have some credibility. That's, That's not how it works. Each person is an island unto themselves. So three islands that are being overrun and overgrown by garbage and crabs and God knows what else filth crawls out of the ocean are not going to make one luxurious estate like Martha's Vineyard where the Obamas are going to buy a mansion. But maybe we should ship some illegal aliens to that island too. What the hell do I know? These people are just pathetic. Anyway, Lord knows that's enough for It's Friday. For the love of God, go out and have some fun. Go out and hang with friends or meet new friends or whatever. Just go out and uh, thank God you're not working at CNN. That's what you can do this weekend. Uh, What you can also do this weekend is go to patreon.com slash Podcast or derrickhunter.locals.com. Sign up for the Week in F and Review. Join the contest. Join the support of the show. All that good stuff. Appreciate everybody special over there. Everybody is special. Go check it out. Have a great weekend. I'll see those of you for the Week in F and Review at midnight. Everybody else will see you on Monday.